0: This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton.
1: So let me ask you this, Kate. So as you'd help these brands get better aligned and better sort of activating their particular stories, are there certain things that they need to be doing that make this process a little bit easier with respect to having this better understanding of kind of who they are and their why, so to speak, to use kind of Simon Sinek's uh, terminology. How do you, are there certain things that, they, that that you notice that they can do that you take them through certain exercises? Talk a little bit yeah. about those aspects.
0: Yeah, I think that the first thing I would say is have everyone who, you know, really matters to the brand be involved in Mm. those kinds of sessions. Mm -hmm. So spend the time, have all the people in the room. You'd be surprised how many times I'm in a room with, you know, different founders and they all have different views of where the company is going. Interesting. having those kinds of briefings and meetings and dedicating the time to it, even if you're trying to fundraise and do product (laughs) and manufacturing at the same time, like Mm -hmm. have those meetings because they can be illuminating as to, you know, where the differences are and where you need to maybe hone in or firm up some of the messaging. So, and and so that's, you know, one of the big things.
1: Yeah. And so that's interesting because one of the big challenges that we often see is the fact that, you know, many of these thought leaders are so busy putting out the fires. They're essentially, Mm -hmm. especially I would think in the entrepreneurial space you know, the marketing in the DTC space, as you're talking about, uh, Kate, that they're essentially almost flying the plane as they're building yeah. it in some senses. And so it's a it's a big challenge to do this uh, and to make sure that, you know, there's some time to be reflective and strategic in, you know, what you're doing in, in, in addition to sort of keeping the trains running on time. Let me ask you this, though. as you If you get into a room full of uh, entrepreneurial folks, you know, trying to get this thing going, they're developing sort of help, you're helping them with their narrative and they have lots of different visions. How do you get them? To reconcile those different visions, How, what's your process to be able to help them sort of talk through getting to the right kind of anchor point that they need to build around the brand for that
0: narrative? Yeah, I think some of that honestly is, and it sounds you know self-serving, but it is making sure you have the right kind of partner. Mm-hmm. Um, to flesh that out for you. So what we'll actually do is go away and put together our version of everything oh. they said and we'll say, this is the strongest message that you can have with press. So oh, having I that see. kind of consultant I see. be the person to say, here's what it should be, I think can be really useful.
1: And so you're pressure testing against kind of a, a PR benchmark. Is that what you mean, Kate?
0: Exactly. For what we think that you know journalists are going to accept and what they mm. think you know will be the most compelling thing in news media.
1: And so as, they're sort of, as you're helping them through that, is there, are there ch- do you get pushback? Is there challenges? I mean, because I would think that, you know, oftentimes entrepreneurs that are doing the marketing, they, like you said, they've sort of been in it so, yeah. so long, right? They probably have convinced themselves that they are confident in their views, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's where we have to convince them. So mm-hmm. right. we definitely have our share of that as well. Um, but we're lucky to have clients that really trust us and mm-hmm. you know, will take our word and mm-hmm. have seen our success.
1: And so as a trusted advisor, you're there to sort of help them sort of work through those different issues and make sure that they have the appropriate narrative that they can move forward with respect to their PR. So, so what, what are some of the other things that what the key key insights that Diffusion has Diffusion U.S. has uh, really begun to help bring to, to, to bear with respect to these issues of storytelling and getting the right narrative?
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that we really do that helps a lot of brands is look at the data as well. Mm -hmm. So working with companies to find the data that's of interest in their industry and then um, using it to help their consumers better understand what we're fixing or doing for them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether that be that, you know... People actually really want to be able to go to a store to touch and feel, you know, some of the products that you might be selling online Mm -hmm. or whether that might be that people are, you know, one of our clients, um, they make a phone booth for, um, Offices. Mm-hmm. So if you're in an open office plan, you can go into that phone booth and kind of get some quiet time. Interesting. We just ran some research about how frustrated people are in America with the open office plan, and using that data <laughs> and helping you know to serve that purpose as reinforcing the message.
1: Interesting. And so this 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 notion that it's this kind of interesting this uh, this key insight that you're uh, touching upon, uh, Kate, with respect to the idea that the, the open space environment suddenly becomes hot, but then there's kind of a, a counter trend to that. That's a need that can be served by a particular. A- Uh, Service very very interesting
0: yeah
1: very very cool let's jump to the phone lines this is Bill from Florida hi Bill
0: hey guys on a great segment I had a
1: question about tracking and reporting on the effectiveness of these initiatives like what tools are you using how are you presenting that to your clients so they can truly understand the the effectiveness very very cool interesting question what are your thoughts there Kate tracking measurement this is huge right and sort of understanding how to kind of make the business the strongest business case proof of concept what are your thoughts there Kate.
0: It's a really good question. I was just discussing it with one of our clients this week, actually. And I think the number one thing you need to do is set what the objectives are for the program at the beginning, so you actually have something to measure against. Mm-hmm. So making sure that that's a discussion at the very beginning of the campaign of like, here's what we want to achieve, and then being able to find ways to track it throughout, you know, a certain time period. A big, you know, part of that could be something like a share of voice. Mm-hmm. So if it's about, you know, share of voice versus competitors, mm-hmm. then making sure you're tracking all your competitor mentions, tracking all of your mentions. Mm-hmm and mm-hmm. doing that even on a monthly or a six month basis. So there's a lot of things you can do. There are a lot of tools online or um, that you can pay for as well. That will mm-hmm. help do those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But I find that, you know, even just a basic share of voice can be really helpful.
1: Very, very cool. Thanks for the question, Bill. We appreciate you. And so as you're trying to measure these different uh, components, KPIs, if you will, key performance yeah. indicators, it um, share of voice was one you mentioned. What are some others that uh, Diffusion focuses on and really tries to help with respect to building the business case?
0: Yeah, so we do even something where we will score each article that you're in. So you might say at the beginning of the campaign, you know, we really want these key messages, or we really want, it could be something as crazy as an infographic from our brand in every single story mm. or a link in every single story, okay. and then actually setting a benchmark for what the score should be per article, mm-hmm. um, and then what that score is over time, and then deciding, okay, we want to increase that by 20%, ah. and that can be a real benchmark as well for the program. And then, of course, I think the biggest one that we have to talk about, though, is sales. Gotcha. Obviously, you want PR right. to affect sales, right? so making sure that you have some kind of survey mechanism, um, you know, On your site, or when people check out, data capture—where they saw something Mm -hmm, and capturing mm -hmm. that—I think is really critical too. And,
1: And so, capturing that data is absolutely important in the context of measuring these different components. How do you try to capture? Uh, Kate, the notion that some of the effects I mean you to your point that sales are ultimately the thing we're trying to move in terms of the needle. Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts on these second, third, fourth order effects though? How do you capture you know multiple screens, you know consumers yeah. talk to each other? How do you try to capture some of those you know uh, more complicated dynamics in the purchase funnel?
0: Absolutely, and I think that PR is actually probably the thing that is most difficult to track when you mm. look at like that because you might read something, you know, in the Wall Street Journal and then go make a purchase, but it's not clear how that sale came in. So making sure that I, and I advise actually one of our clients on this as well, that a survey includes where all of the places you saw this product Mm -hmm. versus what is the one place or just looking at direct links that are sending or direct traffic that can, I think be really deceiving.
1: Interesting. And so you have to sort of create a kind of more complex analysis yeah. around the types of things that, and also I think p- to your point, Kate, it also uh, sort of forces us to kind of be more informed about the decision-making process and the flow of information exactly. that's out there across consumers, right?
0: Yeah. And I think realizing that it's not a one-click decision, typically. Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. so, m- that there are going to be multiple things, you know, influencing and to go back to the beginning of our conversation that mm-hmm. consumers really are bombarded. They are going to need to see this a couple of times. So what are all of the different channels, you know, versus just maybe the one, you know, paid search that you might see in the back end.
1: Mm-hmm. And so we've got about a minute left. I, I want to get your thoughts, Kate, on kind of what, what do you see out there? Let- let's try to take a look down the line, five to 10 years in the direct consumer space or the digital space and the notion of really getting this PR piece, this narrative story telling piece correct what are you seeing as trends that are going to be absolutely critical things that marketers are going to need to keep their eyes on
0: yeah i think for especially for direct to consumer the thing i'm noticing is that founder stories are even bigger than ever i mm. think that especially legacy brands are struggling with this mm-hmm. because they aren't able to tell that intimate personal story Uh, of why the product was created and and kind of what it fixes. So to me, I think we're going to see more and more founder stories, more and more of these brands trying to dig into what that emotional piece Mm. of the story is, Mm -hmm. and then finding a way to use public relations to get that message out.
1: Interesting. And so for the legacy brands, they're going to have to work a little bit harder to sort of uh, reimagine themselves and to sort of recapture, I see, uh, which is a little bit of a different context in terms of the difference between like a, a startup like who's in its infancy and like, as you have helped them kind of make sure that they stay on point with respect to, you know, that initial capturing of their energy and their, the, the, the nation fact that they, uh, that they are sort of new in this space, but for the other brands, you know, they're going to have to kind of look inside themselves and see what they need to do to be a little bit more uh, effective. Right.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Very, very cool. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was great to have you and I hope you'll join us again.
0: Thanks so much for
1: having me. I appreciate you.
0: For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.